I love, I love that you said that art is one of the most important jobs because not only is it one of the most important jobs, it's also one of the markers. Cause like, there's this whole like hot debate about, okay, when did we evolve into like homo sapiens? Like what archeologically is the marker that it's shows- It's opposable like, thumb. Yeah, it's not, it's not opposable thumbs. <laughs> and the idea is that it was abstract thought and what is abstract thought? How? What is the physical remnant of abstract thought? Art. Yes, absolutely. So art, the ability to produce art, is one of the markers of what sets us aside from all the other animals on the planet. Right. I was going to bring that up earlier when we were talking about, like, what changes we went through as people. And I'm, like, literally thinking about, like, that move from, uh, to Impressionism. Like, and like what that looked like to the generation prior, like what it looked like whenever the Kooning started making, cause you know, cause there are some artists that have been able to just do phenomenal things. And, you know, I, I study and like, look at the work of everyone that can show me, but I think it's funny, just like a literal, like cursory search on the internet, you'll find names of people. Like I had no idea this human being even existed. Like what the, yeah. wait, you mean there was one person alone that like, help to create like the gay rights act in new york one individual how do i not know who this person is like you know what i mean like all these things that like people it's just it's a literal suppression of information and it's mm -hmm. it's scary not in the sense like the, and it goes back to the greatest tactic of all is fear once you you know it's the thing that what you Obama, don't understand yeah, yeah. what what you've never seen before like and you don't understand you're afraid of Right, exactly, exactly. And like that, and that to me is like one of the more surprising things, Gary, because like, wait, like, you mean that like I'm supposed to fear the things I don't know? How is that not the exciting part about it all? It's yeah. Like, wait, I don't know what that thing is over there. So human instinct should tell me to go investigate it, like mm -hmm. not to snuff it out, not yeah. to run away from it because I don't know what it is. And that is what has been used time and time again to divide people. It's like, oh shit, like, you know, if I'm walking down like a street right now wearing the same outfit here because I like black, somebody mm -hmm. could get freaked the fuck out. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't feel that way. But that is something yeah. that people have taught them to feel. Yeah. 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 I, as you were saying about the suppression of information, it's a behemoth, you know, that we're up against right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a very big question, but. I wanted to ask you because, you know, you are the creation of different personas. And I think it's a task that is calling on a lot of us. And I wanted to ask you, if any, you know, are you doubling down right now on your artist persona in order to be able to go up against all of this? Have you created something else in order to, you know, battle all of this or are you you know just doing your part the same way that that all of us are uh my job is big right now and that's um the people chose that just like the people uplift the artists the, the people chose that i was always doing the work about us like it's it's always been right. about the advancement of us from from the inception i think the really interesting thing that you brought up is like and it's something i was like literally talking with my uh, family about yesterday i was like damn man like i found myself getting back to like the basic basic basics because like i am now 
doing things that like I'm called to do things that I never had previously. And now I'm like, holy shit. Like I used to be able to be like, okay, cool. Like eh, I'll make that painting look kind of cool. And then, you know, I can have a little bit of the, like, yo, I, I said, it's really dope. And, you know, and I've never been a person that, like leads with me first. I always let the art speak. I think that's one of the biggest things for my artist persona that I had to do. It's mm-hmm. like I literally sat back and said, the work will say everything. I'll be called time and time again to say a couple things, but realistically, I want to lead with the work. And now, because the work is growing in scale and it's growing in the amount of places that it has to be. I want to make sure, as I talked about earlier, that like I fucking know what I'm doing. So I'm literally like watching videos and reading books on shit that like I've been doing for years, but now I'm figuring out how to do it the right way. Like, oh, you know, when I'm painting light, I'm supposed to do shit. If I would have known this forever, I would have, I'd be 10 times better painter. (laughs) It's like, I wanted to, I had to develop my own sauce. I had to develop, I had to become, I had to become comfortable in my ability to create. And then once I did that, I needed to know what I need to do because as an interdisciplinary artist, um, I make art in all formats. Sometimes a painting is not going to do it for people. So I will say, I'm going to create a video. And if I create a video, I now need to put my mind in the greatest filmmakers and say like, I want to do something like they've done. And, oh, why did they create this shot like this? So then I start studying like uh, filmography and like videography and like the, the, the ability to tell stories. And it's like really a lot of back to the basics. And in doing that, I've now put myself to your point about like, you know, the evolution I put myself in student mode now. I'm more quiet. This is the most talking I've probably done in eight months. Like this what? literal hour and 11 Damn. minutes is, wow. and that's why like, excuse me, everyone on the pod, I probably ranted and they were like, why the fuck did he talk about like stars and no, back I'm to Trump? And then, like, you know, it. like literally like I, I put myself in, and I'm talking about not only a student of the mechanics of art, but like a student of the people, because again, yeah tying back to the whole idea of people being radicalized, like people, I don't have the ear of people like I used to when I would bump into someone like, no, seriously, like, tell me why you feel the way you do. It's a lot faster now. So now I'm trying to, before they put that wall up that you talked about, like, ah, you just, I'm like, hold on. Let's like, let's do a slow, let me massage this conversation and really trying to get to what your point is. And that's why I love our household and our community because we will, I intentionally bring people that don't know anything about each other together that yeah. like have what I perceive I to be maybe somewhat beliefs, but there's also like the, I wonder what's going to happen when these yeah, two get it's like so together. I know I do the same like, thing. I just wonder what <laughs> like the fuck is going to happen. Curiosity and entertainment yeah. a little bit for oh, sure. Man. I think and then and to the whole point, Caro about like art, I think that that's the greatest thing about art because Every day when I'm painting, I'm always like doing the nefarious hand pyramid. Like I'm about to fuck shit up. I'm yeah. literally like, let me just see what I can do here. And I and I treat that with everything in life. So it's like really like just being more of a student now than anything, and just you know learning to uh, think fast, speak slow, uh, and just really just how to consume information and just try to deliver consistent high level quality and what it takes for that you know what i mean like because the yeah. whole point about like addicts i think that more alcoholics and drug addicts children breakups marriages divorces have been created in the past eight months than probably previously any time before like because mm-hmm. now like i was talking to a homie a couple of days ago and i was there like what is the thing that you're doing more consistently during the like, pandemic and i was like drinking yeah <laughs> drinking more but like also in doing that it's like okay 
I need to know that like after X amount of drinks, I could get heavy handed. So it's like, I need to now create limitations for myself to be able to enjoy the process of creating and to be able to enjoy myself, but also knowing that that could be a fine line, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are people that have real, it's like the person that rolls their ankle and then ends up with a 20 year opiate habit because the doctor said, here, take this pill. You're like, wait, 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 this thing's going to make me feel better. Exactly. Exactly. So I think there's a, I like that word over. I think it's like a constant calibration. You're constantly, Mm. I'm constantly recalibrating. Like I'm constantly being like, okay, cool. A little bit more of this, a little bit less of that. Like I check myself on so many stops now than I ever have in my life. I apologize more than I ever have in my life because Mm. I'm going to say some things that people aren't going to like. I'm going to do some things that people aren't going to like because I'm like, I'm literally like the most authentic version of myself now. So you kind of got to understand that like, this is me. Like this is, I'm going to walk in the boardroom wearing this. Cause it's like, I, 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 I have no reason in the world to change myself for you all to appease you. Like yeah. if you want to invest in me, if you want to support me, if you want to support people like me, one, you got to understand that this is me. And two, you got to understand what comes along with it. You know what I mean? I love that you've tapped into that authenticity and like, cause I know you talked about one of your previous personas was the entrepreneur and you were always right. like spending so much money on clothes, like thousands yep. of dollars on clothes. And you were always up, 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 up grinning, you know, and you just, that's when you felt, I mean, if I'm, if I'm recalling correctly, that's when you felt like the most tired and like some of the worst in your life, yeah. as far as like, energy went. Mm-hmm. thousands on my business no, not on the clothes but on oh, the yes on, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 but like absolutely to that point like like i literally like had a condo out here in west seattle and it was, it was nothing like I, i'm cool condo literally i saw a place that came up for rent that i liked and it wasn't it wasn't even like price like a like a condo or anything but like literally like i lived in it for a year and a half with only a bed because i mm-hmm. put every dollar into my like literally people come up like yo you just move in i was like yeah about a year ago Oh wait, my god! They'd be like, "What?" Like, wait, like, wait. And I was like, "No, I'm literally putting every dime that I make into my business, every single thing, every waking moment." And it was horrible. It was really fucking horrible. I think the thing about like the thing that I always talk about with like my with my TEDx talk was like, you know, because I'm it's the art of storytelling. I had to make it like a little bit more bubbly, but mm-hmm. really, I wanted it. To, and I'm going to revisit it at some point in life and be able to do an iteration of it, but the way that I always wanted to, right? It's like, I wanted yeah. to be more serious and tell people that like, this is me that had no formal training and so much shit that just with a lot of hard work and determination figured it the fuck out, like yeah. figured it the yeah. fuck out. And like you, anyone is capable of doing that. Like you brought the whole point up earlier about like people creating cities and people working in the desert, like the thing about humanity that is just to the, to the whole point about what you talked about, like what separates us from animals, Carl is like, I think this super dope shit is like, like tell people it's like, yo, you can take a lion that can be the king of the fucking jungle. And you put that lion in the ocean, Dunsey, you can take mm-hmm. a human being that is, you could take one of us right now, Garrett, if we took you and then put you in France for a year, <laughs> literally, <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah. and we, yeah, if we put you in France for a year, did not check in with you at all and came back, you would be a full established human that very, very, very likely speaks an entirely new language, knows 
all the social norms in a year or be homeless yeah like can't speak french (laughs) yeah i I doubt (laughs) like it's it it just takes it takes the smallest amount of determination the biggest thing is it's just like pulling the trigger of like i'm just going to do it that's why i really wanted to drive home with that is like i just told all those different things that i did in my tedx speech just say like you can do anything like literally anything This is like the third piece of identity that I think we have yet to cross, which is like, you know, there's a piece of like, you can invent your identity. There's the piece that like identity doesn't exist and it's like void and you attach onto it what you want to. But there is the third piece, which I personally is like my driving voice right now, which is the piece of like authenticity and Mm -hmm. the courage to in the face of, you know, feeling strangled by, you know, whether it's capitalism, whether it's the business that you had in order to feel or in order to feel like you have the control over that business, uh, asserting, like, basically sticking yourself with an adrenaline EpiPen and, like, yeah. you know, putting on the show. Like, yeah. there is the piece of, that, of, of the bravery in yourself to be like, well, I there's something I can say that can be the construct of what people expect from me. There's something that I can say that can act, you know, basically act like I, I, I don't like care about myself and I just care about the, the universe and the vibes. And then there is the part of yourself that, yeah, exactly. And then there's the third part where it's what's ever like exploding in you or like whatever is like your voice being like, this is what you should say, you know, Um, or like, God, I really want to do this right now, you know? And I think that is the voice that people squander so much Mm. is what their, their gut or the urges um, that they have whoever you innately are mm-hmm. and like you know not ignoring it's who you that are, part of you yeah who you are in the quiet that's the best person to be and i and to 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 further echo that i literally would not be the person i am right now if i had not gone through all those manifestations and journeys of myself I, mm-hmm. You literally have to do it. You literally mm-hmm. have to. And, and I guess like that's why, you know, to the people that have the opportunity, like, oh, yeah, go leave school and then go travel around, go find yourself. Like, we have to do that. So people hate their lives because they're like, shit, I never wanted to work at this place. Like, I never wanted to be this person. I right. literally wanted going back to like, I wanted to be a T-Rex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, it's like, but society put so much strain on me that I was forced to do this in People, you really, I, I think that that's the thing that, I, that I'll encourage in people the most is that, like, you have to try some shit out. You, you have to because you yeah. will not be happy with yourself if you have not fallen, gotten yourself up, and did that a few times until you triumph. Or if maybe you didn't even triumph at all. Maybe you just finally understood that this is not the thing that I want to do. But if you mm-hmm. do not allow yourself to fall a few times and if you do not allow yourself to try out multiple things, I got a real belief that you are not going to be truly happy with yourself that person that person that is like this this is me like i am a person that every night of my life i go to sleep watching cartoons laughing every night of my life every night of my, i it's it's I, i'm a cartoon kid like someone could ask me right now like oh yeah what's the seahawks record or what number does kobe uh i'm sorry what number does like lebron james or, i don't fucking know and i yeah. i really genuinely in my heart of hearts i I really don't know. And it's funny, like being that person, and I want to ask you both this, like whenever I'm like in a conversation, there's like multiple people that are all talking like, oh yeah, like, you know, like 
I think, you know, water's wet. I think water's wet too. I think water's wet too. And I'm always like, but why is water wet? But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm always that person like, wait, 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 you guys, no, I don't like that. And then it's, and I hate to be that person that will derail a conversation, but I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want to believe or assume something to be true because everyone told me to be true. Going back to the Abraham Maslow's like psycho uh, physiology of needs, the, uh, our needs ratio. I get that. Like there's things that like on a human level that we all fucking, you know, love fucking safety, like those type of things. But when it comes to, I, I, I shouldn't have to just like, I shouldn't is a black man. I shouldn't have to be a Democrat just because I'm black. Mm. Right. Oh my like, God. Facts. I should not have to. I shouldn't have to be a Democrat because I'm black. Like I shouldn't like because I come from Kansas. I should not be like, oh yeah, like uh, this is the way that like people from Kansas think. So I just like no, like I literally am of my own mind and body. Mm -hmm. I have the ability, the propensity to be able to generate my own thoughts, live and exist within those, and not have to concern myself with the beliefs of others if I choose to. I can be willing to hear what they have to say, but if I don't like it, I don't have to do it. You're right. not, you're not a political prop, yeah. which is something that we touched on. I think when we were talking to Jen, mm -hmm. my friend Jen, um, in a previous episode where I, that, that is something that enraged me to no end where it's like, oh, if you're, if you're not a black Democrat, then you're not really black or you're against your own people or you're against whatever. And it's like, on the surface, I can understand the sentiment, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm an individual, like for example, Cuban Americans. A lot of them are Trump supporters for various reasons. I am not one of them. I voted Biden. <laughs> but, you know, if I was a Trump supporter, like, I mean, I would never be, but <laughs> that would be of my own volition. That would be of my own choice. I'm not just a, a political prop for you to get more votes. Like, right. I am not a, my people are not this monolithic, should yep. be Democrat, circle them, like, Yep. Let's get them over here. Like sometimes when sometimes I feel reduced to just a political group or a political um, prop, like especially when it's like white politicians who are trying to appeal to me or something. I'm just like something's something's fishy. Something's weird here. Like I don't know. I just don't fucking vibe with this right now. Yeah, you know, right. Like, it's and, hard and to I, tell, but you know when you're being used. You know. Yeah. exactly and to that yeah that's what i'm saying so i'm I'm not a monolith so it's like it's the same thing with like the work that we do i'm sure like we get in conversations where everyone's like oh yeah like you know i went to this school and i work at this place and blah blah, blah. and then it's like get to you it's like oh, i'm just an artist you know what i mean yeah. like I, that's, that's what yeah. i chose to be like like that's me it's like so it's like you know it's it's the shit kills me when that happens and i think that that's why like i love so much to keep such a wide amount of people that i say in conversation with like literally of all backgrounds, all ages, like all, just all humans. I don't even want to do that. Like, cause it kind of sounds all lives matter. You just, I'm not doing that at all. Yeah. And like to, to bring, I brought the whole point up about like Democrats. I'm just saying that like, just, I should just not, or me or no human being should just do something because society says like, that's just what you do. Like I've yeah. always rebelled against that. So Good. yeah, man, it's, it's just, the shit is just like, it's it's just nutty to me. And it's like, and to the point, like you were bringing up earlier, Gary, it's like, it, it's your core. Because like, really, it, beginning, middle, and end of the day, we got to get up and go to sleep with ourselves. And the whole point that you brought up a really great point earlier about like addiction and like how a lot of that ends up getting created because a lot of it exists within the head. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think it's really funny whenever people are like, oh, yeah, like, 
you know, I just got to stay busy because I just don't want to, I just don't want to get in my head because I don't want to fucking get in my head because I could just get lost in it. I was like, no, 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 you should do that. You yeah. should really, you should get so deep in your head that you literally lose consciousness for moments of time because there's a lot of great shit in there. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things, obviously, if you're not willing to go in there, there's some things in there that you don't want to deal with. And we all have a lot of shit that we're like, I don't want to rethink that. But yeah. that is what actual healing is like you really have to be able to look at things that have happened transpired events and say like okay that that's what's done is done or thoughts that just exist and like ask yourself you know where those thoughts are coming from and really try to figure out like how to get to the root of it and if you need to go see get additional help for that go see a therapist i don't even i think there's even a bad stigma around therapists it's like what's wrong with just getting an unbiased like view of what you have to say about yourself or yeah. events that have transpired in your life. That, that that all of that's weird to me. Especially like, you know, we have a lot of that in the black community. It's like Yeah, I was just about We to don't go ask, doctors, yeah. therapists, we don't do none of that. And I'm like, guys, we're dying. Yeah. <laughs> like we yeah. gotta take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like we're dying. And like there like we need to get those resources. And if we truly because I really believe black advancement is at an all time high and we're doing great, but if we really like not like where we should be, but like definitely if you look at 50 years ago, you look at 20 years ago, we're doing doing much better than we have. There's still so much work that needs to be done, but like we're literally starting for the first time to start a new revolution. And in order to be able to continue on with this journey and continue uplifting each other and continue being as proud as we are and continuing to do the right work, it's like we have to check in with ourselves and make sure we're taken care of and do all those health checks and everything needed to continue on. Where would you say, because that's something that's always baffled me personally, is like, I feel like the black community is so vulnerable as far as like, I mean, you know, like psychologically, physically, I know, and and I'm absolutely sure it has to do with like the constant trauma that you guys are going through. But like, isn't it true that like, like your group is like more like likely to have like high blood pressure or like diabetes or like at least like statistically something like that and it's just like it's always baffled me that I mean there are plenty of reasons why that exists because society is shit and you know true yeah one could say you know, doctors could say doctors priorities priorities are different everything's different but I guess like within the black community I know that there can be like this that resistance towards getting like help I'll tell you why and, yeah the reason why that is, and this is something that a lot of people don't know, but um, many a times black people and brown people um, will we'll talk about the introduction of birth control. So do you know how it came about? I do not. I don't either. Yeah. So so birth control, whenever it was, well, there's always been different forms of birth control, but let's just fast forward to once we started getting to pill form. That pill form, the first version of it was introduced in Puerto Rico which sterilized and caused multiple thousands of women to end up messing their hormonal level up entirely and just throwing off the entire existence of the people there. And you have to know that and know how that has been done repetitively in Mm -hmm. black communities. Like you look at Alabama when this was, this wasn't even 40 years ago, whenever um, a large group of black women were brought in for what was set up to be health screenings and they were all sterilized 
like sterilized. So this is something that has been continually done within the black community, even going down to things like census where it's like, oh, how many people are in the house? And it's like, oh, there's about five of us. Next thing you know, the police are there. So and also to the whole idea of like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we have higher blood pressure. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly why. Because whenever we were slaves, which, again, wasn't long ago, especially tying back to this whole idea of uh, genetics and DNA and how it travels and how literally like my ancestors, ancestors, ancestors exist within me. Like the entire my entire lineage exists within me. So that means that if somebody at some point was forcibly given food literal like shit like this whole idea of like shitlands like we literally were given the worst parts of the animal the very worst things that you could give a human being and we had to turn around and turn that to sustenance so it's like hundreds of years ago that continues to happen so that ends up within your dna so there is absolutely going to be a higher likelihood that those uh, medical problems could exist within you. And going back to the whole point of trauma, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like, you got to look at the biomechanics behind stress. So stress can chemically affect you the same way mm-hmm. heroin can. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, yeah. this, this isn't me just saying this, this, this came from doctors. So Definitely. if yeah. it's like, it can affect you the same way heroin can. So if you put a constant amount of stress, if you make someone feel like if they go to a doctor, they may not ever be able to have children again. And if you continually tell people, it's like, give us information and we use that information against you. It puts so much pressure on people that you're like, uh, I think my best thing to do is to do nothing at all. And naturally people need to get health screenings. I'm not, you know, even this whole idea, like I watched like Adam ruins everything. We talked about like women aren't even supposed to go get like a mammogram, like once a year, it's like so much information exists out there that you're like, wait, I've always known this to be true, but it turns out it was a political or it was a, it was a money play. So it's not that like black people are just hesitant to it. It's like, we literally were getting killed. So they literally with an absolute fact, were killing us and sterilizing us and trying to remove our entire existence from America. So once that happens so many times, someone's just going to be like, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. And this isn't me just saying this. That's a fact. You can look all that up. Like, it's a fact. So it's like, it's very, very, very concerning. So all that is, is that just creates new pathways in your brain that you're just like, I'm not going to go to a doctor. I'm not going to go talk to people whenever I feel trauma. I'm not going to feel like that I have the right to speak up about me. That's a big thing with black people as well. It's like, they're like, oh, like, you know, what are we supposed to do? You tell us what to do. And there's a real hesitancy with black people because they're like, yeah, every time we brought stuff up, it's always been used against us. So we're just not going to, you know, we're just going to be over here and just play a little bit more of a silent role. So it's it's just it's just years and years of just being used as pawns and being used for another party's agenda. And that's why a lot of the, you know, physical problems and the potential that we're not going to the doctors exist is because it's been used against us. Yeah, I have I have heard of that. Um once before it's one of those things where you 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 forget that you have heard that and you forget that you you learned that and i thought what you said about um you know i guess black people taking the the quieter approach to things because like you buy a yellow car you stand out the police are going to pull you over Mm -hmm. it's like that kind of similar thing and i also think about a lot of the black friends that i have and how like personality wise Mm because like this is talking about like health and like getting yourself checked out. And a lot of the black friends I have, like 
tend towards um, like the quieter side and from a behavioral, I guess, like position also tend towards the like, y'all can say what you want, but I'm over here in the corner, like laughing at you (laughs) and like um, tend towards the like, I think a generational thing of seen and not heard in terms of like, I'm going to think whatever the fuck I want about what you're saying. And whether or not I tell you what I think, honestly, is like a privilege of whether or not you get to know, a privilege of whether or not I trust you to even be able to share that with you. Yeah, it's like white people have the privilege to be outraged, which is why, honestly, I'm going to say it. I'm going to fucking say it. We went to a protest, and there's something so enraging to me about a bunch of white people shouting, all cops are bastards. Because you know what? If you're a white fucking person and you call the cops, they're going to come to your house. They're going to help you out. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so why the fuck are you shouting that? Like, as if you have been personally wronged by a cop. Like, you probably have not been personally wronged. So, like, that really rubs me in the wrong way. Like, honestly, when we were at that protest, and like, I did not shout that because I was like, that is not my that's, place to yeah, shout. That's that one of that's not... that's one of the more controversial. Like, and honestly, yeah, something and I'm that... sure people people are gonna be like, "How oh, you done that?" Well, yeah, there and there's um, so many reasons why, but there's but. And I know, I know what they're trying to say. I know the sentiment. Okay, 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 okay. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yes, yes, yes. Just, just, just live in the fact that you've said that. All respect, but like, it's, it's okay to have that opinion. You don't, don't uh-huh. backpedal it. Like, because realistically, like, here's what we say. Sure, like, not all cops are evil, but yeah. there just happens to be a group that ended up doing things they shouldn't have, and that's mm-hmm. a fucked up thing. Putting hundreds of people on the streets screaming it all at once cool go out and scream whatever you want to but realistically like the thing that really fucking matters is change on a state local legislature that that's what really fucking matters so you know it's funny everyone was saying like oh yeah like you know tear down the police reform the police but it's like what are you gonna what's what's new Definitely, there needs to be new training. There, definitely. Like, definitely. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I've seen reports of cops saying, like, oh, shit, I shot him because I was reaching for my taser. Like, what the fuck is your taser right beside your gun? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, that, that's, that's a first step. That's a first step there. Also, like, uh, maybe, just maybe shining a light that is blinding someone, putting lights behind them that is physically causing their body to emit more stress than they've ever imagined. And that person can't think at once and you're asking them questions. It's likely going to entrap them. Maybe don't do that. Like maybe like, maybe don't put cops in neighborhoods that they're not from. Like, let's talk about real reform. Cause the really funny thing about it is like, and again, like to, to this point, like I can't speak on behalf of black people entirely. I'm one person, but like what I, what I do know is that like change what's happened this year with a lot of people talking about you know the whole black black lives matter and that like we need to redo everything that guys that window dressing looks really beautiful but until Mm -hmm. that shit starts to happen to your point garrett about your friend we're sitting in the corner like yeah all right why you think that they had like chris rock and dave Chappelle, two of our fucking greatest human beings in the world hosted Saturday Night Live the first time whenever Trump got elected and they had all those people that were non-melanated and they're crying and they were in the corner like, yeah, we knew this was going to happen. Exactly. Like, we um, knew this was going to happen. Like, there, there was no shock whenever this happened. So I'm saying that, like, it's very important that outside of all the fucking, you know, the, the protests that are happening and 
everything out there. And it's great to see the uprise, but like what next? Because since, since they did all those protests and since I, I, I did a podcast about all the things that they said was going to happen. And I did that podcast like five months ago and each shit came through. It's, it's a political play. It's, it's window. So the real fight should be like right now, whenever people Absolutely. are trying to create like real systemic change, like real fucking change. And before you start saying, take away these things, what's the alternative? Like, yes, do away with it, but what's the alternative? And like, That's get the right people in the right places. Are wondering, and mm-hmm. specifically like the the conservative um, circle is gaining right now. Is like, what yeah, what's y'all's like, plan? Yeah, it's like, what's y'all's yeah. plan? And then they're trying to like fear monger. They're like, well, in a world, in a world without cops, yeah, it's like gonna be a fucking like, you know, once you take away something that has been established for a long time and has a certain symbolic thing to people i mean obviously to the black community and to like the band community cops are totally different but like to the white to the frightened white woman in her house Mm -hmm. listening to fox news with a bunch of people in portland screaming all cops are bastards dismantle the police like she's in her house scared and then you have pundits saying like whoa, what are we, what are you, what are they going to do when somebody breaks into your house and tries to rape you or whatever? Like, Jesus is, Christ. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, like, what the fuck, man? You like, know? Like, yeah. you know, like, that, that's like the you went to the worst thing possible. Like, yeah. what about, like, yeah. speeding? Like, yeah. what What am I supposed yeah. to do with somebody speeding and, like, my kids out playing? Like, why, like, and see, yeah. that? that's what I'm talking about. Like, that shit like that is, like, the shit that, like, really upsets me because I'm like, what if we did take away what we know of this version of police, then what? Like I said earlier, I'm a numbers person. So uh, these are questions I've been asking every fucking day. Like, yo, so how many people just naturally just die a year? I always wonder that because like we used everything happened with COVID to say, oh my God, people are dying at such. And I was like, how many people die every day? Like mm-hmm. literally, like statistically, how many people die every day? Like, okay, how, like, what is the rate of infection and infectious diseases? Okay, what is the rate that people have contracted COVID? What's the rate that people have contracted COVID and died? What's the rate of people that have contracted COVID did not know they were contracted COVID, people that got tested? All these things. And I'm like, okay, there, there's a way once you start going through the numbers, you can really understand that like things are happening at a radical pace. But maybe shit's not really as bad, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I, I'm not speaking that to COVID because this is yeah. we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I don't. I don't want that to get confused at all. But what I guess what I'm saying is like, whenever we're in lockdown, and whenever there were police stations and police that had like got moved out, like how much crime continued to happen, and what is how does that compare to what normal crime does? Because here in Seattle, whenever they got the cops out of uh, uh, the Capitol Hill precinct, and whenever chaz and chop was occupied i was like so is there just normally a lot of crime that ha- like how many calls they responded to because they're like oh no there were a couple fights and a couple shootings and i was like yeah but how many shootings regularly happen like is this a large number or are you saying the fact that the police are no longer there and one shooting happened that this is the worst fucking thing possible which means now we have to bring the police in in riot gear and they have to start fucking yeah pepper spraying and shooting bullets that aren't real bullets but somehow are blinding people that get hit in the face with them flash grenades that blew off individuals arms like all of these things so i was like maybe we should just readdress how the police police 
Like that's a very simple thing. Yeah. Let's just down, not give the military grade bullshit. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> let, let, let's not let's not have the military and the police. Let's 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 not blur that line by how they go about things. Because the military is there for their purpose. And we know what they're going into when they go over to war. Well, maybe we know what they're going to when they're going to war. Police aren't they're going you know, to, to my understanding, they're not but they treat it like that though, Carl. Exactly. They treat it like yeah. that. So like that's why I'm like, wait, like there's a real problem here. And like, why can police get off every time someone did something remotely against what they need? Oh yeah. Like all these people, like, you know, they, they say the names, they say the Brianna's, they say the, the George, like all these names. And, the, and we got to still figure out if these cops even get in trouble for this because it doesn't look like they are. Like no? it doesn't yeah. look like they are. So yeah. it's like, wait, 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 wait. So what do we do then? Because I, I believe, oh no, it's a it's a fact. Brianna Taylor, the people that killed her, still walking around, and the cop that killed George Floyd recently posted bail and is walking around. Yeah, and it's it's putting it in these terms, you know, which I'm so glad that we can do on this podcast and that we can right. be a part of. And whether you are Cuban American, whether you're white, whether you're black, like all cops are bastards. Like it's, it resonates with people in a certain way yeah. that is inflammatory. And in some ways that's good. And in some ways people are like, Oh, I don't agree. And it like, yeah. it does the, it has the opposite effect. So treating it like giving it speech that yeah. I think is easy, easier um, for, you know, the everyday person to swallow. I think that is super effective. I also think that's something that art can do for people and i think art can bridge divisions yeah that exists and i mean i i have this like insane my insane notes here Kato's notes I, are I, just scrawlings like... and circlings and arrows <laughs> and um but i i just i loved what you said earlier throwing it back to letting your art speak and mm-hmm. i feel like i wanted to ask you about your exhibition yeah exhibition the immaculate exhibition because i feel like that just it just it touches on literally everything we've talked about and i also wanted to go back to um something you you said about you know why you took the 23andme test why you wanted to reconnect with your ancestors and Mm -hmm. um you know i that really like (laughs) i'm almost like tearing up right now because i'm like shit like I was trying to put myself in your shoes. I was like, what would I do if I didn't have my heritage? What would I do? Because we just had Thanksgiving. And one of the joys of Thanksgiving to me was I got to share my heritage with other people. I made black beans. I made white rice. I made a mojo chicken, you know, like the whole picadillo, like the whole fucking shit, you know? And I, I never realized, I was like, that's a fucking privilege that I have. There are so many people. Tradition. So many indigenous people, so many black people, so many people from all over the world who are just, and that, that is the, that is one of the tools of, in the colonizer's toolbox is how do you suppress people? You dismantle their history and you dismantle their sense of identity. And then you just absorb them into, you know, the conquerors um, culture. But so I wanted to talk about your exhibition because I think it's just so beautiful and it is just so much. I'm really excited to like hear you talk about it in your own words. So yeah. So to for the listeners, the pieces that are in there, they're black, brown, uh, men, women, and people that are, are nogalists that like have their faces 
wiped out, distorted. So you'll see artifacts of them, but for the most part, there's a big part of their faces that is in part of the piece, and then it gets like erased off it. And really, like I said in the talking about, it, is that it really deals with how we've had our history distorted, covered up, and erased to fit another party's narrative. So I'm literally looking at like black existence in all the triumphs that we've had because we've had so many amazing triumphs. The the fact that we're even here <laughs> based on what we were up against and what we went through and how we're able to prosper right now is one of the greatest feats of perseverance that has ever existed within humanity because they, we weren't supposed to live like we we had the right to be called humans less than a hundred years ago literally humans we weren't even called humans so you look at these things and i just wanted to document it and i just wanted to put a modern context on it so i just paired it with a lot of really geometric dope backgrounds going back to geometry and um, me right now studying architecture and just the whole idea of building like a lot of it mm -hmm. is on this whole notion of building which i in order to do that i had to really kind of understood understand like what made me what were the blocks that were put on top of one another that literally made me who i am and that's when i had went back and i think it was maybe at the end of last year when i took that 23andme test and i was like oh like that—that's a really interesting thing. And to that point, I think that anyone that takes one of those, you will watch them immediately change their view on life because they'll be like, "Wait, I'm German. I'm French. <laughs> I'm native. I'm like all these things. Like just made up. Like we're all just a what is it? Gumbo. We're all gumbo. Like gumbo. Yes. We're, all, we're all gumbo. We're all we're all gumbo. And you know, and like like I talked about whenever we first had this conversation, like uh last earlier this week, is that people for whatever reason will just take every single thing that your entire ancestral DNA got you here, and then they'll just say, Oh, but you're this this you're this color, you're this gender, you're this thing. And I was like, No, no, do you you, did, do you even for a moment know what had to have happened for me to have gotten here? So I think that's just like, I think it's such a really beautiful thing. And you'll find out like, well, naturally what most black people is, we're not all the way black. Like most white people aren't mm -hmm. all the way white. Like literally, mm -hmm. I think that like on average, like most people that are from the African diaspora have at least like 15% white in, European in them. So it's like, yeah. it, it, it reminded me about the time whenever Obama got elected and like how on Fox, they're like, yeah, but he's like not black because he's like half. I'm like, you <laughs> so they're doing the same thing. <laughs> they, they do it with every, they do it with like, it, the, the narrative changed a little bit this time with Kamala and they celebrated the fact that she's of Asian culture and of black culture. But it's like, we, our entire lives have just been like, moving along doing everything the fuck we can just to be able to be seen that's mm -hmm. in short is that we just need to be seen and that's why i did that's literally why i chose the word immaculate because it's i like, was gonna ask this you. whole yeah this whole idea of like without imperfection it's perfect and mm -hmm. if you look at all of those pieces it's the furthest from that but it's really about being seen like i'm taking the viewer and saying like there's a lot on that canvas but i'm wanting you to just see those black individuals that are there. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that the work is irregular because mm -hmm. I was, I was looking at the, and 
you you mentioned that you did it on um oil paper oil paper Mm -hmm. and the fact that they kind of drip and and they're not perfectly square and like perfect fine art lines like i think it really adds to the piece because first of all it feels it feels approachable because it feels like okay because sometimes you you look at fine art and it's so like intellectualized that you're like i can't there's no way i can like vibe with this but Mm -hmm. your art it's like it draws you in and then you have these these dissolving faces or these artifact faces and then you also have the the droop of the paper and it's just it Mm -hmm. just it just looks really cool (laughs) yeah and it's really beautiful technically it's really beautiful yeah yeah. and I love that it is Mm -hmm. yeah of course I love that it is pushing the boundaries of like what is an acceptable material quote unquote for a painting to be Mm -hmm. and I love that you mentioned that the backgrounds because I was when I saw them I was wondering I was like I wonder what the the deal with the backgrounds are Mm -hmm. and then you explain it as like because you're studying architecture right now and it's about Mm -hmm. building and there's just so many cool layers like I wish it wasn't quarantine so I could like yeah see it in person you know you can right I wonder if we're like you can see it from the street oh yeah I'll, I'll like because <laughs> like we against the yeah we won't let pe- like we right. can't we can't let people into the building who aren't students but but, yeah. but to that point like Garrett like I think that's one of the cool things when I first walked in there you you were like oh can I get gloves and I was like no nah, it's just paper it's like oh yeah. like, is there a place is there a place where I should put the pins at and I'm like no, just stick them in there. And that's something that was really nice and really approachable, like, especially there, because we are just so used to, you know, it's, it's nerve wracking as, as artists, especially if, if there's something that is like so precious to you with so much preciousness put into it, da, 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 if you're pricing it for thousands of dollars, you know, um, there, there's a lot of emphasis, especially when I first started working there. And I've had a pretty unique experience working there because I probably had my, full-time position there for three to five months and then we went into lockdown and i was just wow. learning how to hang exhibitions oh, right like man. like oh, literally no. just from a like i probably i think i participated in hanging like one to two i took one down and i put one up and that was the only experience that i had um seriously until we got your work and then and then we're we're met with you and your and and tanmaya has had a gin like um mm-hmm literally probably 20 years um, of experience doing that, who is used to those artists freaking out about that stuff and, and being particular and really has training and making sure that the artwork is stays. Okay. So like, just know it's yeah. in good hands, but, but, <laughs> oh, then, but then met with you. I'm just like, Oh, well, we, th- we throw it out the window. There's no, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and, and I, and like, whereas with me, it's like, it's a, it's a year into my stuff. So I'm like, Oh, is it like thinking that maybe this is like a normal thing, but then like Tanmaya is like, I guess thrown, thrown for a loop about it, not in a bad way, but just like, Oh, okay. Like, you know? Yeah. But that that's where Tim I and I connected because we literally like are and that's the dopest thing about people because you take the tradition, throw the shit out the window and say like, hey, let's just talk. Let's just connect and let's just see what organically comes up. Next thing you know, like we're talking about their career, all their their father's career, their art career that's traveled around. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, like that's really in like. You think this, yeah, that, that we both meet here. Like, I don't think that either. Like, and if we don't mm-hmm. do that as a society, it really stifles our growth. You know, it's funny. I, I, I like look back um, at like the 90s. And if you look at the 90s and what we were doing in the 90s, then you look right now, you would think something happened that stopped us. Because in the 90s, shit was coming out at such 
an incredible race. I watched a what was that movie? A Bug's Life last night. Yeah, and, yeah. I was like, this was made in '98. Like this yeah. is on par with movies that are developed right now. What happened? I would think that a Pixar movie in '98, you could not tell me that Onward, would, even though it's exceptionally well done, I would think that looking at a Bug's Life in the way that the design was there, that it would have been 10 times better. I would have, I would have thought, and also we grew up whenever the Jetsons were around, I would have thought we would have been in the sky by now. Like, Oh there's, yeah. There's literally like, at some point people were just like, eh, that's, that's kind of good enough. Like, it, okay. Mm-hmm. Apple, when, when is Apple just going to develop the Apple camera? Cause the phone know, is the phone. Right? Is the phone. We got just like make a camera. Three yeah. lenses too. Like it, four, my, five, six. Yeah. My friend calls it the, um, she calls it the stovetop. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it looks like. And like, yeah. I'm, literally, I'm literally sitting there like, okay, but you would have thought that like looking at like the introduction of, you know, the iPod to how big a deal that was, even once we got like the fucking tablet, like w- what's next? And it, it's, it's yeah. really interesting. I spent so much time thinking about what could have potentially held people back. And I don't, I'm just going to say, I think on a lot of times, like, group think fuck people up particularly oh, around yeah. the core tenets of politics sex and religion mm-hmm. i literally think that stopped us from advancing you uh it's people who think they can change the world who end up doing it and it's so rare and it's so rare that people dare to do that you know yeah mm-hmm. that's why that's why people love steve Jobs so much it's literally that video where he's like oh yeah you know i just found out that the world is being ran by people that are no smarter than you and I. So you need to know that you have the ability yourself to change the world because people forever believe that I'll never get there. You know, even going back to the whole point about like the, the millionaires that were there, like anyone like, yo, get your money, do it. I'm not, I am all for the advancement of people being able to pursue their full pursue, their full degree of happiness, whatever it may be. Just fucking buckle in and just know that like, based on how you look, what you may believe, what, what makes you you there may be some roadblocks that you just didn't know were there and think about navigating those and that like perseverance we don't celebrate perseverance it's like when i talk to you all about like youth we don't celebrate person we don't celebrate the person that like continued to go on until that person is just like at the top of tops because you know think about dave Chappelle. people would fucking laugh at dave Chappelle years ago when they're like oh my god he like walked away from 50 million dollars like he's got to be the stupidest person he's out doing drugs and now we look at him as like one of the most remarkable human beings that have ever been there and it's like we need more of that like the perseverance mm-hmm. the people the mm-hmm. stick to that's what i think about when i think about like the american dream like the never giving up the, the rudies of the world you know what i mean like the people that really fucking stuck through because it is not <laughs> big big elephant in the room society's not set up for us to advance it's not if anyone ends up in the correction system you're you're almost done you're yeah. almost you're almost done you could literally be like oh shit i had no idea that i got a ticket in another fucking state when i was driving through it 10 years ago they'll extradite you there you may not have the money to fucking pay anything now you're stuck in jail you're trying to find your way back you end up bank- like what do they talk about like most people are a paycheck away from being homeless it's okay. not yeah. set up 
yeah, it's not set up against to, for us to for us to benefit off of. So you just got to go in knowing that it, life is a marathon. You know, rest in peace, Nipsey mm-hmm. Hustle. Like it's really a, it's a it's a yeah. it's a real fucking marathon, and you got to know that if you want to be able to survive and be able to do these things. Yeah, I love that. I love that that it's a marathon, and I mean, I feel like people pay like woo, lip service to like, oh yeah, you have to fail a bunch to like, and then get up and blah, blah, blah. but it's. It's all surface level bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like people, I feel yeah. like people don't truly actually really believe that because if they really believe that, then there would be room for failure in society. Exactly. And there would be like, uh, like Garrett talked about, there would be a redemption arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. That's um, more color of that. What is that? Oh, like uh, in a in a previous episode, what was the context again? You were kind of talking about how like with like cancel culture and like black or white thinking, like sometimes people just don't have the opportunity to get a redemption, like a redemption arc, quote unquote, in mm-hmm. their own lives. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm. if you're incarcerated, if you are an ex if you're, I mean, hell, an ex-Trumper or whatever, there's right. no room for you to just like, it That's feels it. like society will always hold that card against you. And there's no- Scarlet letter. The scarlet mm. letter, exactly, yeah. exactly. I'm- crazily circling marathon right here over yeah. and over again. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like, you know, and that's why when I brought it up earlier about like you individual you as a person need to know that you're going to fail. You need to know that like there's the potential, not that you're going to, but there's the potential for that and you yeah. have to be willing to deal with it. You know, it's funny like to point Carter you brought up like uh Donald Glover, amazing creative this reporter asked me like yo like what is it that like black people need more of like because that's what people are like what do y'all need like what do we need yeah. which is like a that's a hard question to answer big and, fucking ask. Yeah. Yeah. and he said black people just need more room to fail that's it mm-hmm. and that yeah. was profound because i'm like let's just say that like it's never been said fuck, that way yeah that's yeah that's like literally if i fuck up once i am dunzy for I'm, like i'm done like i could I could make the mistake, you know, we're having a great time right now and I'm drinking like a Mike's Hard Lemonade. My daughter, after this, we're going to do Night Dogs. It's like whenever we just like stay up and just eat junk food and watch movies. It's like a real yes. cool thing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's Night Dogs. Like we just call ourselves Night Dogs. So we could, I could be like, okay, cool. Let's go get some gummy worms. I could go around the corner to get some gummy worms, get pulled over on some bullshit, get a DUI. And now my life and everything that I've done right now leading up to this could be in disarray and could really like i could be fucked up in a big way uh, on some bullshit instead and, and it's just based on like oh i literally was just trying to provide a service as a parent like yeah that's it you know what i mean so it's like it's just it's so i always operate my life with the okay if i'm gonna have alcohol anywhere around me like no one's touching keys in my house like if i'm driving down the street i'm never fucking speeding if i'm come into any type of contact with a cop it's like there's a protocol that i follow like all these things because there is no and that's just not even on like a i need to get my life around even on a job level like there's like certain like boxes that i need to check that i do at a job because like i could get a bad rap at a job even for being like because i i've been bounced out of jobs for just being like a, a just like not being a person that just thought that everybody should do that like i was like wait that 
no, actually, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. Got bounced out and like got a bad reputation for being someone that ruffles feathers simply because I because I didn't believe that ideas didn't that they weren't good ideas. Yeah, and they they agree with ideas. everything God they said. Because oh, yes. you were trying to actually offer them your own like yeah, your ingenuity. Own. Why'd you bring me here? And guess what? Those things that those companies tried did not work out. So it's like so, so, yeah. and, and, you need know, to be and, willing to listen <laughs> to feedback and yeah, right. yeah. why why am I even here if 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 you don't want me to be my true and authentic self why are we wasting each other's time like because mm-hmm. if, if that's not the case then to me it seems like you're just doing a diversity play like you just have me oh, here to yeah. say like oh yeah look we've got one right over there you know so jesus it, and why did you why do you even want to be in that environment yeah, yeah. Right. and i mean it's it's a it's a real fucking thing though like i our friend jen a previous black creative voices episode said that just haunts me is like your activism is in the boardroom where there's one other you know Mm -hmm. poc or -hmm. or whatever the case may be that is your role when they speak up and they're told oh settle down you know you Mm -hmm. have to be the one that says no actually let's hear what they have to say right let's let's stop let's hear what they have to say he's not he's acting perfectly like normally he's not there's no need for him to settle down like excuse me you know it's just it's stuff like that it's like if you are in a position of power in any case, whether you're the boss, whether you're not the boss, whether you just happen to be, you know, like you have to uplift. If you're a true ally, you have to uplift yeah. your fellow brethren. And sometimes Absolutely. it can come in the form of defending yourself. You know, yeah. Kamala Harris, yeah. I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's a fact. Like, yeah. And you know, it's funny. It's like to that point, because we talk about earlier about like, you know, voices happen to be like silence. I think, you know, on the other side of that, that's why, like, you will hear Black voices get louder and, like, why some of the things we do happen to be with greater gestures. Like, we have been told for generations to be quiet. We've had so much of what we've done suppressed, withheld, taken from us that we have to be louder. And if we're not loud as can be now, and sometimes that loud doesn't come in the form of like the way that we're verbalizing our voices. It's more in the like, okay, y'all don't want to do that. All right, then man, fuck y'all then. You know, it doesn't have to yeah. be like, oh, well, politely, I understand what you're saying. And I, you know, I think you're wrong, but I'm going to amicably decide. No, that shit's <laughs> stupid, man. I'm not fucking with it. Like you yeah. have to do, you have to do that because we tried everything else and that didn't work out. So yeah. now yeah. I have to be a little bit more cavalier with how I tell you things. Because like yeah. you don't seem to get it the other way, it, I guess a, tr- a Trumpian way of talking <laughs> to compare it to compare it to the worst possible thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, that's so many people are like, oh well, MLK, you know, um, peaceful protest, da 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 da, and like um, the fact that like sometimes sometimes that doesn't work. MLK was also like viewed unfavorably all his life and was assassinated, you know, and. Um, Malcolm X was dealt with even worse. So, um, and you know, it's funny, like a lot of history, again, you know, this is public information. A lot of history about Martin Luther King deals with that specific time around peaceful protests and we can mm -hmm. all get along towards the end of his life. He stopped talking about that and started talking about the potential of removing money away from society, like literally taking our black dollar and withholding it and not being as peaceful as people originally thought him to be. 
and there is a widely held oh, belief yeah. that that is exactly why he was killed. Because why was yeah. here saying like, oh yeah, like can't we all just get along and like you know like all the all the hymns of like we shall overcome and all that that shit when he was like, you know what, man, this shit's not fucking working. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we gonna try to and do he, And he started to get anti-war, like exactly. And, yeah, and, right, and that is why so much of his life dealt with everything up into the year he died because at that point a lot of those beliefs started to change and that is a widely held belief that that is why he was killed same wow. thing with same thing with malcolm same thing with you know that's why people don't talk about huey p that's why i don't talk about bobby Steele. that's why i don't talk about stokely carmichael because these are individuals that was like yo man like we have it's like it's really funny because it's like in my time we were taught about black panthers whenever i was in school and we were taught about like you know the things that black panthers did that again, if you look at the way people talk about Black Panthers now, they compare it to a terrorist group. Whenever it's like none of that shit was ever done, we would not have mm-hmm. free lunch at school if it was not for the Black Panthers. That is literally a a byproduct, a creation that came from Black Panthers. And to that point, also Black Panthers were just saying like, hey. We need to arm ourselves against the people that are continually killing us. It's not that they were anything close to a terrorist group. So whenever people now, you know, whenever you have the Tommy Lawrence of the world, they'll sit back and say like, oh, yeah, the mm. Black Panthers are just the same way as the KKK. I'm like, look, ha- oh hold your belief. Like, shut the fuck oh. up. Like, you know what I mean? I mean like, like, yeah. <laughs> It's like the same and I'm not it's trying like, to silence like, that woman's voice to that point. I don't want to be. I'm not. I'm not trying to silence that woman's voice. But it's like I. I, I think that like that is just. And I'm so sorry, Carl. That I, I jumped in, but I just want to make sure that I, that I correct that. That like you people should not be saying shit like that without understanding a having a full view of what that uh, that life yeah. of that group was because at that point it's and just without understanding consequence. Yeah. Yeah, like that's just irresponsible yeah. to do that. Yeah. So sorry, yeah. Carl. Please go. Sorry. So sorry about that. Oh, no. I was just going to say it's like the same, like there's a parallel, like the same rhetoric of like, oh, well, the Antifa is just as bad as the Proud Boys. Yeah. And yeah. Antifa is a terrorist group. And blah, blah. it's like, no, man, they're just trying to arm themselves from the fucking crazy Proud Boys. Yeah. Like, yeah. hello. You know? Yeah. And, and realistically, we don't know who's doing what with who. So it's like, yeah, exactly. I think respectfully, it's just best to be like, yo, man, like, hey, we're here for equality and social justice like black lives matter has never and will never be a political statement it is a mm-hmm. life statement so yes, don't it's a human don't, rights statement it, it's a human rights thing it's a human existence thing so do not conflate them like and that again is like the power of the you know people in the, the opposition is like and that's why people just won't do like we're doing right now and have almost a three-hour conversation because people are <laughs> terrified. People are literally terrified that someone's going to take a soundbite and say, look what you did. And then you're going to wake up to 50 mentions that are calling for your death and that someone's going to yeah. find where your kid goes to school at your job and your work and says everything does everything against you. And that's why people have been, you know, pushed into just being silenced and they should be yeah. careful about that because that shit will fuck people up. I think people agree now because they're so afraid of retaliation Mm -hmm. i think it's almost like they're literally afraid that their lives will get ruined if they don't agree a conflict yeah and the extension of the social media echo chamber world that we're all used to um you know but it's always been disruptive to disagree 
Oh, no, I know. But it's exceptionally now it feels mm-hmm. like, I mean, I guess it's been the same throughout human history. I mean, there was a point in human history where if you disagreed with the church, you'd be burned at the stake. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's Probably now there's the digital too. version of that, of being burned at the stake. If yeah. Um, yeah just try to tell someone try to like in this day and age when someone just ask you like did you vote and just say no and just watch their face they'll look at you like you like you threw a rock through a window and it's like maybe maybe or maybe it's like oh i just voted for jen jorgensen like like, what yeah (laughs) you know you're like wait you went green you didn't go you didn't go red or blue it's like i don't i don't like anything those people say yeah it's like you know it's And, 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 you know, it's funny, just like the resounding thing through this, which I'm sure it wasn't like intentional, but politics just keep coming back. And again, like, I've never been in a place where politics just make up so much of people's lives. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it used to be like, a, whenever people didn't know what to talk about, I was like, hey, the weather, it's always raining. It's just, you know, the Pacific Northwest, it's <laughs> going to be cloudy. But yeah. like now, now, now people very quickly are just trying to find a way to just shove down your throat like the person that whoever they believe to be the person that can rule the world whenever that person maybe is like who even it even goes to the point of like how much of a responsibility of controlling the nation the president really has right because it's mm-hmm. like yeah yeah that's the tip of the iceberg yeah, yeah. everything like, else is, is it's the tip of the shit sunday it's the tip of the shit <laughs> sunday but like if you yeah. want to make real systemic change like you have to go through all of the levels of government all, exactly. all down to the local down to your mayor of your freaking city you know Absolutely. yeah yeah so, and why do and why do we not even you just and why do we not care about that? Why is it only the president? Why do we not? Why do we not care about like our own communities? Like we're we're literally forgetting about the things that we enact more than we ever will. These individuals here, just for the sake. I think people like the fight. I, I really yeah. think they do. Yeah. I, I think they like it. Yeah, I do too. I think it's in in all of us to. And I think it's easier to like it's more palatable to just be like, Oh, the president, like focus on the president, focus on the, yeah. It's easier to make someone the scapegoat. Right. It's Mm -hmm. easier to make someone the the scapegoat. And then it also deflects from the people who are really in power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it can, it can be a political play in and of itself. Like, I mean, the whole rhetoric around like the Biden Trump, thing like battle for the soul of the nation (laughs) yeah the soul of the nation like that is very very powerful rhetoric yeah yeah that is very great again is very powerful rhetoric like you are literally saying that like we're in a shithole and i'm gonna take care of like yeah statements like that i'm like yo like my soul's in a good place like (laughs) and you and i and and garen we are the sort of people who would look at that and be like, all right, that's calm it the fuck down. Like, yeah, but the out. vast majority of people who are tend to, you know, be very emotionally based or whatever, they're just, and they don't question things. They're going to be like, well, my soul. Yep. Oh, I want America to be great again. And they respond to that, like very like guttural, like emotional rhetoric. I mean, I'm sure you, you went through it in your debate class, but you know how there's the different types of speech, yep. like there's the ethos, yep. there's the logos, yep. there's the pathos, like yep. it's, and that's yeah. all pathos. Like, I yeah. feel like that's all I've been hearing these past four years. And even longer than that is just pathos, 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 pathos. Yep. And it's like, yes, like emotional rhetoric has a place, but at the same time, like we cannot be completely swept up on it and just completely like blind and just follow like what our feelings tell us to do. Like we have to step back. And like you said, look at numbers as well. 
Yeah. I'm sure if you look at the numbers, you'll see that crime is actually going down. I'm pretty sure that's like overall, but we just have the perception that we are in danger all the time because of the 24-7 news cycle. Yeah, and um, the definition of crime is is, is different and ever-changing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, that... Good lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last thing, I wanted to ask you uh, Barry, about the Netty Award that you are nominated for. What does that award consist of? What does it entail? I know it's like a, you know, Pacific Northwest allocated award, but, but what yeah. what are you up for? So it's it's like they have this award that's been here, I think it's been here a couple decades now, um, but it was from this uh, artist that was here at one of the schools out here, and they developed like a fund that every year they give two artists and four additional finalists the finalists get two thousand dollars and the um selected artists that are in painting one category is in painting and the other category is in open medium so it's just for anyone that is you know interdisciplinary multidisciplinary work and they'll get the i think they get 25 and this year it's like thirty thousand dollars that's great but I've never been like money's never been a motivator to me I've always been a product person and I know that some people can say that passively like oh it really is i know we all need money but genuinely like the work is always been the of the greatest importance to me and i've applied for a few years but again like i said like in the past like the art the work just wasn't there it's just a fact like i just wasn't the work just wasn't a good place and i just held steadfast and just kept working at it and this year like i'm up for a finalist alongside some incredibly dope creatives and it's just it's good for me just you know the look alone is just, it's a good thing for me i always like you know wanted to be able to be on a bigger stage with art and mm-hmm. i understand in order to do that i had to put the work in and you know this this year i've done i just think the array of work i've done has just been so it's been so much it's just been large based on and i would not have that to think to to be in existence without the world being where it is right now literally i am in constant response to events that are happening in my personal life and in the lives of others around me so i'm literally just responding to the things that have happened around the u.s this year and it got me as a finalist here and it's good like we all get to be a part of this show and you know now is the first time in life that i actually have to go through like someone needs to come to a studio visit that I need to be able to go through a couple interviews with them. And, you know, that's a little bit like, I don't know how I'm going to, what I'm going to do and what I'm going to say is going to end up something like this. So gonna, it'll probably, it'll probably be good. But on the other end, of, but no, I say that to say like on the, uh, I don't have you two there. I'll probably have, I might have someone that's like, what the fuck are you talking about you know what I mean? so it's like, and, and I, I know i know i know the juror there which is like great but you know i've never been able to sit down and just like rap with them for like uh you know a, a long period of time and like i don't know what the hell i'm even gonna say or do you know what i mean it's like i've 
been working in obscurity. I've just been quiet, just producing work. So to now be in a place where I have to talk, I'm like, okay, cool. What do I talk about? You know, and stuff like that. But it's like, it's a really cool thing. And I'm just really excited to be alongside the creators because like the list of people that they selected is all super dope. So I'm super stoked to be aside them. And we all get to do a show together. So that's exciting because I get to make work for the show. And I really like the fact that like, we don't know what's going to happen in the end. There is no like clear all out person that's just going to sweep the award. So it's just cool. I'm just, I'm super stoked to see what happens next. You know what I mean? one thing i love about you i i just this like theme of just you just run towards the unknown yeah and and you run towards the fear and you run towards like discomfort and i love that so much it's very very buddhist by the way (laughs) there's a there's a story i love um uh i don't know if you know who pema children is but Mm -hmm. she's a an american buddhist nun and Mm -hmm. I think I think it was one of her books I was reading where she told a story about how, you know, she made this parallel between running at fear and she told a story about this guru who um, went by these horrifying, big, snarling dogs. And instead of running away from them when they chased him because he couldn't outrun them, he ran towards them, like mm-hmm. right, just barreled right, right towards them. Yeah. And it freaked the fuck out of the dog. And the dog ran away. And yeah. so she makes a parallel of like, run towards your fear, run towards your discomfort, run towards the agony and the pain and everything. Lean into it and you will come out the other end. Like, fine. I love that so much. Like when it comes to all those new situations, I do. I just run at them and be like, I don't know what's on the other end of that. Like, it's funny. Like we were talking about like just drinking. Like one of the things I used to do when I was in college, I don't know why I would do this, but after I started like drinking, I would just start running as fast as I could. And that's a horrible, (laughs) horrible idea, right? The likelihood of me falling and rolling and skinning my face off. Like, but I don't know why I just love. And it's like, there was one time, (laughs) there was one time whenever like, and I know we got a rap, but like there's one time whenever my buddies and I, we went to like Padre Island. And, like, we were all like, oh, yeah, like, we're going to do a spring break thing. We're just, like, kids from Kansas. We're just excited to go there. So it's, like, we went out there. And, like, I, outside of this, like, the, this is a really cool party place where a bunch of kids are just getting together, just being kids. Like, I remember looking at the ocean and was, like, oh, because I'm from Kansas. I was, like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. That is beautiful. And I was with my friends. And, like, I had to have, like, drank, like, more alcohol than a human being probably should and like, over five minutes i'm talking about i like drank a lot in like five minutes and i was like watch this and i just ran into the ocean and just started swimming as far as i could and i remember like swimming and swimming and swimming and i was like okay i think i've gone far enough i turned around the fucking hotel we were standing at was like i i had to squint to see it and i was like oh my god and like and i'm in the ocean like what am I doing? <laughs> like the, at any at any point, any I could get stung. Something could bite me. And like we are all drinking, so no one has thought like, "Yo, where'd Barry go?" Like no one is thinking that. They as soon as I ran off, they're like, "Oh, let's go dance and party over here." So I remember I started swimming back, and like my muscles started cramping up. And I because I'm drunk, so I'm just like laughing at the fact that like death could be imminent. So I'm like I'm swimming, my body's cramping up. And I remember like getting closer and closer to the, you know, back to land. And I got there and I just like got on the ground and I was just like, yeah. 
And it was just like, because it's like, I felt like I faced death. Like I put myself in a place where I faced death and I made it out the other end and it didn't turn me into a person that then became set adrenaline junkie, but it taught me that like, hey, you may run into a situation blindly, but if you just lock in, because that's all I had to do. I just had to lock in and be like, okay, if I if I can't swim at this point, you got to float. You got to do anything because there's no one here but you. And that's kind of my look on life. I was like, all right, like I want to bring a bunch of people with me. I don't ever want us all to go out in the ocean because that's just bad. But like, I definitely look at life through the lens of, okay, cool. If I'm going to put myself in that situation of the unknown, go at it with full force and just know you can navigate it. Because as soon as I turned around, I was like, all right, cool. Like, that place is so far away but i can get there and it's just literally just one stroke at a time and it's the it's you know it sounds very cheesy but it's like the dory just keeps swimming like literally i just kept swimming and i got back but i most certainly was going to die if i had given up but i didn't in this in this wide vast world yes yeah so my name is my name <laughs> like if you i'm just barry johnson um you can find me on instagram just look up barry johnson my website is barryjohnson.co not.com thank you thank you both so much i really appreciate it